0: Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder, that's Fit period Responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast.
1: The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for a mature audience. The views expressed on this Poorly Made podcast reflect the opinions of the guests and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this Poorly Made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Now joining the podcast, a longtime friend, and lover of the podcast, I have the one, the only, the man of the mountains himself, Professor Scotch. How are you, buddy?
0: Good, man. How are you?
1: I'm really good, dude. Uh before we get into everything we're gonna talk about in the podcast, I just I wanna talk about how traumatic it was for you to be here when when Lenny was just taken from us too soon. Are you are you doing okay? <sighs>
0: I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Um, You know, my my therapist. We still got some stuff to work through. You know, I was there during the event. I witnessed a a, a lot of things. Um, Some that I really don't want to talk about right now.
1: Do you think we should have a moment of silence for Lenny, real quick?
0: Let's have a moment of silence for Lenny.
1: Okay.
2: All your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it up.
1: I don't care if anybody else on the planet didn't think that was funny because I thought it was.
0: It was great. I'm pouring one out right now down my throat for Lenny. P-
1: pour a bush latte out for, for Lenny, for the homies. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you know, I wonder how many people are kind of new to this, are listening to the podcast thinking. Is this guy like, is this like nobody just tell him like he's schizo? Like, is that like, is he all right? Yeah. Like, do we need to call somebody? Do we need to
0: call them? Yeah, they're probably, yeah, they're probably thinking legitimately someone died that we were friends with.
1: It could be. Yeah. If this is the first time listening to the podcast, <laughs> somebody's going to be very confused. Yeah. So I said you're a man that needs no introduction, but Professor Scotch is a longtime friend of the podcast. He's a cop. In the wonderful, wonderful state of West Virginia. And he has graced us with his presence many times on the podcast for many different types of episodes. And I mean this sincerely, man. You're one of the people I talk to if I want like legit advice, because I know you play up the whole hillbilly thing, but you're actually one of the most smartest. And this is sounding kind of a little weird here, but. You're one of the smartest and most um, compassionate people I've ever met, and that's why you're here today.
0: That means a lot to me. Uh, Legitimately, all jokes aside, man, I really appreciate that. (laughs) We had to bring it down a notch. (laughs) We're evened out now. We're ready to roll. We're evened out. Okay.
1: So... (laughs) Here's, here's the background on this episode, because everybody cares. I had somebody else lined up to do this, and uh, he backed out for reasons I respect. I People people back out of the podcast a lot, because it's crazy in this country of freedom of speech that people are just so afraid of maybe saying something and somebody figuring it out. And as innocent as it may be, I mean, I don't think that I can think of, of this podcast. There has been any, I don't know. Truly, what's the big word? If there's um I don't know, newsworthy stuff that would cause a whole lot of alarm. But it is, it's I guess to me a sad state of affairs that cops are afraid to come and talk about things because of retaliation. I yeah, I don't know. It it is incredibly frustrating, but so I get why he ditched, but I, I was kind of in a pinch, and as it turned out, me and Scotch, because he's my life partner. We're having a discussion about a great many things this morning, and we were talking about how this could be a good podcast, but we were going to kind of marinate on it. Well, we uh, we didn't get to marinate the steak long enough, but I, I think that we have some – I don't know. I, I don't say we're going to give anybody any guidance, but I think we have some things that we can talk through and maybe give some people some things to think about. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Ah.
1: <sighs> That was a nice taste of Dobal whiskey. I'm almost out. Oh,
0: I've never had dough ball whiskey.
1: Well, I feel bad because my brothers are going to be here soon, and they haven't tried it, and I think I'm probably going to finish it tonight. So that's, Dude, fuck uh, your brothers. Literally... Finish it. I'm, uh, no, I'm okay. not from the South. I don't fuck my brothers, sir.
0: Well, don't knock it till you try it. Huh? <laughs>
1: My life is so much easier now that I have that on the soundboard. It's just ready to I'm go so, at all times.
0: I'm so glad that you found the good the the good banjo one. Like the were, I'm sorry. The more gooder.
1: Of, it reminds me of Mr. Deeds where it's like we wasted the good surprise on you. <laughs> or not Mr. Yeah. Deeds. Um
0: I know what you're Daddy, talking about. It. Big Daddy. No, yes. yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah, Daddy. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I swear to God, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about in a second. But I just watched um, Adam Sandler's latest movie on Netflix, Hustle. Yeah, I liked it. I okay. watched it with a boy, and uh, it was you know it was a fun little basketball movie. Had some some good lessons about I don't know not giving up and not quitting. I would, and it had some little bit of Adam Sandler humor in there. I I, I thought it was pretty decent. I don't know if you've seen it or not. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen it, man. I'll be honest with you. Um, growing up, probably younger than I should have been watching Adam Sandler movies. Uh, so Happy Gilmore. I'm sorry, let me back up. Billy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore. I grew up on those two Adam Sandler movies, which weren't, weren't his first movies, but they were probably some of his first big movies. And... That was comedy gold, in my opinion. I absolutely love both those movies. Watched them religiously, um, on the the VHS and the DVDs, and of course now I've got it, you know, saved on my computer um, or on my TV. It's it's those two were awesome, and I feel like after that there wasn't. I feel like Adam Sandler kind of trickled off. Um so still, sorry
2: to interrupt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's Billy Madison and that's that's comedy gold. I just feel like he changed a little bit and that's okay. Um he's still doing good things, but I really liked I really liked um Adam Sandler and Billy Madison. I'm sorry, um Happy Gilmore. Um those were awesome, and there's never been anyone, any other ones like that.
1: They'll treat you real
2: respectable life.
0: I, uh,
1: <laughs> I tend to agree with you. There, I think there were some moments in some of these other movies. It's been a long time since I've seen The Wedding Singer, but a lot of people seem to like that one.
0: Sir, um, I'd like to redact my previous statement. Um, the Wedding Singer was absolutely fucking amazing.
1: I, you know what, if I, uh, I may have a little free time tomorrow for the first time in a long time. I, I couldn't decide what I was going to watch. I want to, I want to go watch Daredevil, which is another a story for another day. I need to watch that. But That's I, awesome. uh, I I didn't know much about the character until a recent TV show I watched. I'm like, this guy's fucking cool. I need to get into this. Yeah. But Wedding Singer might just be where it's at.
0: Well, I mean, what I thought Big Daddy was a good movie. Big Daddy was good. It wasn't. It wasn't Happy Gilmore, it wasn't Billy Madison, but it was good. Oh, oh hold on a second. The Water Boy. Okay. I may have <laughs> I may have blew my load too early. I've never been, best of us. I've never been told that before, but this time, Lloyd, I think I blew my yeah. Uh water Waterboy is a it's an Adam Sandler classic for sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: You know, and I liked the longest yard. I like that remake. I thought it was decent. It was. Yeah, it was. All right. One I swear to God, we will talk about what we're gonna talk about, but have you he did a spoof of like the Westerns, like crazy eights or something that was on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I, I never watched it. I know what you're talking about.
1: I laughed, if I remember right, and I don't remember everything about the movie. I laughed a lot, and I remember thinking, I cannot believe they put out a movie like this in this time frame, and got away with some of the shit they did. Ooh, really? Yeah. I could be off. Like, I'm sure I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail now, but I just, I remember watching it laughing, but I'm, I'm easily amused. You know, you guys know I laughed at like fart sound effects and stuff like that. So. <laughs> okay. So the, the real reason we're here is not to get super personal. I know. You know, I tell you guys some things about my life, but I, I try to, like, not get too deep and personal and stuff. I mean, like, I know there's some social media people that will, you know, I don't know, post pictures of their kidney stones on their stories and talk about them. I'm just not that dude. And when it comes to, like, my family and stuff, I like to keep it, you know, a little down low. I mean, you guys know I have kids and I've, I've told some stories, but where this came from obviously has to do with with children and i think it is kind of leads into this bigger topic of adults into policing into parenting and it, it all kind of has this i don't know it's just related all of this is kind of related and, and kind of bleeds into each other a little bit some of these life lessons and stuff so basically i had a discussion with uh, some of my friends scotch included and it was kind of a deep conversation about what to do when somebody wants to quit and i think that relates a lot to as adults too and i think a lot of us and i'll raise my hand when uh when lloyd was a younger man he took the path of least resistance and i gotta tell you folks it's generally a bad idea you got to challenge yourself and i know i'm not the most inspirational person here but I had some issues in my younger days and it was because I was a fucking slob and I didn't care. And I just did the very little I had to, to get by, which I, I, I remember a statement from my, my beloved father. Can I say beloved before he died? That sounds kind of weird, but my dear old dad, you guys know him on the podcast, if you listen for a while and I remember a distinct conversation with him where he told me the world needs ditch diggers too. And every time he fucking said that it pissed me the fuck off because you don't think I'm more capable than being a ditch digger. But now that I look in the mirror a little bit and I realize, you know, 20 years later, yeah, that was about, that was about where I was going to going to top out in those days. So When it comes to my kids now, I try not to let them make the same mistakes that I did. And that's kind of where I think this conversation will start is I think a lot of people, (laughs) this could be like a George Bush statement. A lot of people are parents and they have children, (laughs) like John Madden doing the podcast. And if you have kids you got to send them to school. And if you don't send them to school, dad. All right. That was bad. Rest in peace, John (laughs) greatest football announcer of all time. But uh, the point being is I I think it's sometimes it's very difficult as a parent to know where the line is, especially with younger kids. Like how far do I push them and make them go do something? Because we've all seen the lifetime original movies where, you push them too far, then it, it ends up being more traumatic on the other end. So there's definitely a fine line. I've been rambling for a little bit and you need to save me, Professor. Okay. What do you think about all that?
0: Yeah, man. I, I'm with you too. I I too uh have kids and I have battled that the, the line that you're speaking of. Um it, it's always said Um, you know, don't be a quitter. If you start something, make sure you finish it. Um, and all of that jazz. And I, I'm a believer in that. Um, I believe that too. However, and I don't want to sound like a millennial or a Gen Z or, you know, what have you, but, um, I want to go to an extreme. So if my family member is addicted to methamphetamine it would be a good idea for them to quit to quit that <clears throat> and I that's so. funny And that's well i mean it depends no I, so i'm going to the extreme but let's let's take it there so my cousin uh let's call him henry so henry is addicted to methamphetamine and he wants to quit um he should quit and he should quit for multiple reasons um it's a negative influence in his life it's very dangerous um he's taking years from his life we can go on and on about how negative that is um it's damaging him more than it's helping him um and that's an extreme but i think as a parent of a child that is a juvenile that hasn't matured yet um I think it's very important that the parent may be subtly or secretly gauge um, the event or the the um, sport or the, or the um, commitment that the child is having second thoughts about. Um, if, if it would be more damaging to keep, the child involved, then I think they should back out. If I think it would be more damaging to just simply let the child walk away and quit, then I think that you should put your thumb down and make make your your children follow through with the commitment. Does that make sense?
1: It does. It's just tough, though, because it's that I think a lot it of is. us as parents want to say, I'm not going to let my kid quit. And sure. you guys have probably heard me say a million times, like nothing is black and white. There's so much gray in everything we do. And I think me personally, I I think, you know, there's some things that are black and black and white. Right. Murder. Murder is bad. Well, mm-hmm. did you murder that guy because he, you know, is a, a chomo and and raped a kid? Uh hold on a second. <laughs> I don't know. That could be okay. It's, there's gray, right? <laughs> there's gray sure. in everything, you know. Yes, uh yes. I would say the exception would be rape. I don't I don't think there would be a exception there. I mean, I guess sure. if No. No, no exceptions there. So I was going to make a prison joke there, but we don't need to do that. So, actually, Sublime song, Date Rape, the guy gets raped in jail after he raped somebody? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, you ever heard that song?
0: I'm sure that I have.
1: They used to play that song quite a bit on the radio, and I I haven't heard it so long. The other day I heard it. I was like, holy fuck, I forgot about the song, Sublime, fucking badass back in the day. But anyway, off topic, not going in another Adam Sandler rant, but – you know, there, there's gray and everything and to kind of keep it with the kids stuff. A couple years ago, I saw this thing on Facebook. Where. Uh, somebody was like, you know, virtue signaling, like, oh, my kid was having a hard day and, you know, and instead of making him go to school because they didn't want to go to school. You know, I went out and bought him ice cream and I watched a movie. And I immediately was like, what the fuck? They got to go to fucking school. And as I talked to some people about it and thought about what they had to say about it, it made a little more sense. But I I come from a place where I I wish my parents would have pushed me more, but maybe they did and I didn't see it. And we'll we'll talk about that later. And so I'm like, fuck, we got to make this kid go to school. Like, you can't just, you got to go to school just because you don't want to go doesn't mean you can't go. It's a slippery slope, right? That's immediately where my mind went. And I do still tend to agree with that, but I it was interesting hearing other people's perspectives, like, you know, this day off could really do a whole lot of good and just it'll be fine kind of thing. And I'm like, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh I, I guess to me that's just like an example of, you know, we have these these rules that are like set in stone and shall and must, but I don't know, maybe sometimes it isn't shall and must.
0: Yeah. I think the philosophy of case-by-case case basis, and we hear that a lot, especially in our jobs, case-by-case um, case basis is pretty important to me. Uh, if my kid misses school, I, I don't let my kid miss school simply because they don't want to go to school. I, don't, I can't recall a day that in, either of my kids wanted to go to school um, and requested to go to school. <laughs> it's usually it's usually they request to stay home. Um, and they have some kind of shitty excuse of why they need to stay home. But <clears throat> on the rare occasion, be it a, a fever or whatever, where they have to stay home, I try to make it a point to okay, you can stay home, but you're gonna fucking learn something today. And it may not be, you know, math or science or history, but we're gonna fucking learn something today. You're gonna do something today with me. Um, it's not going to be a wasted day. It's you, you you go to school to learn. So today's, today's, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. So, uh, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn something. Even if you don't feel good, you're sitting on the couch. You and I, we're, we're going to, we're going to learn something. I want to teach you something. It may be something about life. It may be something about nature. It may be something about tools or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, relationships, but you're going to learn something today. I'm not 100% against keeping my kids home, but there's got to be a medical reason, uh, something black and white, legitimate reason that my kid misses school. But nevertheless, it doesn't matter if they miss school; they're going to learn something today.
1: What do you think about the idea of a mental health day for kids at school?
0: Not big on it. I'm that's my initial response is I'm not big on it. And maybe I could be educated a little more in that. Um, I know that a lot of, and and I was going to say, you don't get a mental health day at work when you're an adult, but I know that a lot of companies, they offer that. Um, my wife's company offers mental health days. They, they're allowed so many mental health days a year. So, you know, I was going to say, you don't get that as an adult, but I guess you do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it depends. I mean, if you kid, uh, I went to school with a guy uh, from kindergarten to 12th grade and he had a little brother and I want to say it was a, it was one of the, one, a major school shooting happened somewhere in the country. I want to say maybe it was, maybe it was Columbine. Uh, I can't remember but a major school shooting happened and my friend's little brother got this complex it, it was legitimate it wasn't an excuse he didn't want to go to school because he was afraid his school was going to get shot up and he, he he um he he his parents gave him uh, sent him to a counselor it was le- a legitimate issue and it and it turned out um he had to be homeschooled he had a legitimate com complex um you know so maybe something that's that extreme maybe a mental health day is or some type of mental health leave or whatever is okay but just because your kid hates school i don't think that's a mental health day i don't recall a day of school that i enjoyed not not a single day
1: Uh, real quick i got a couple points i wanted to make as far as like the, the complex with shootings it is sad I mean, I never, I never worried about that when I was going to school, no. about the school being shot up. I mean, and I, I went to middle school, one year of middle school, pretty shitty middle school, but you know, like you're worried about like the typical, like, you know, the bullies and, and all the normal stuff, but not like I'm going to get killed in school kind of thing. And sure. it, I, I'm, we're not going to go down that road about, you know, how often it happens and things like that. But I mean, the bottom line is kids are scared of it i mean one of my kids is anywhere we go terrified school he's worried about getting shot at school he's worried about getting shot at the mall and it's because of that's what's on the media that's that's what's being taught to the kids but i mean as much as we shit on the media i mean that stuff does actually happen is it i I don't know i don't want to go totally down that road but i i will just say that it is it's sad that that's something that kids have to worry about. And that's, you know, as adults, that's something that we have not gotten right yet. But as far as the mental health day stuff for kids, because I asked you. I immediately would say no prior to that conversation that I had with some people. That don't necessarily sh- share the same world points as me, but just talking to them about this whole like fucking kid didn't want to go to school. so you got him ice cream and watched movies. Fuck that shit. As we learn with, you know, if you're an FTO, which I wasn't, but I'd assume FTOs learn is you have the di- different learning styles of different recruits that come through. Maybe it's for the greater good to, all right, let this kid cool off a little bit, have a day. I just, me personally, I get worried about like, Oh shit, it worked. Cause I know how I was well, That shit worked yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's going to work today. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a slippery slope with stuff like that. And I think when you first have kids, you just think it's going to be like one of these things, Oh, they'll go to school. They'll do this and that. You don't, you don't realize, you know, they're little people with little emotions and and think different things and have all these little things going on in their world that, you know, gives them anxiety and why they don't want to go to school. But I guess to kind of go more towards what kind of the conversation we were having, as far as, how far do you push them? I I think as, as it is with just, like, going to school, you, you have to go to school. And I think that's what makes other op- obligations a little tricky is because, like, legally, they have to go to school, generally, in a sense, where, you know, if they want to quit Girl Scouts, if they want to quit soccer, they want to quit basketball, they want to quit whatever, there's <clears> nothing <throat> stopping them from doing it. There's no, you know, binding agreement. There's no you know, they quit, they quit kind of thing. But I think as a parent, it's really dangerous when you push your kid towards something that they really hate, because I think there's a line you may cross where they don't trust you, which is a big fucking deal. And I get it. You're there, you know, you're not their friend, you're their parent, but I, I think there is a level of trust when it comes to those kind of things. Like, you know, my, my parent doesn't take me seriously when I, I tell them these things that I really hate this and they come home crying and stuff. Uh And then there's also that like, I think opposite and equal side of that is you made an obligation. You need to see it through because I think if you start young and you have this pattern of not fulfilling obligations, I can raise my hand as being a person that, did not fulfill obligations when I was younger and it took me a long time to correct the course. And I think people maybe be like, well, you fucking quit being a cop. So maybe it isn't correct. That's for you to decide. But does that make sense where I'm going with that?
0: It does make sense. And I would like to add one. You've said nothing I've disagreed with thus far. <clears throat> I think that again, I want to reiterate the case by case basis. And I also want to say, Um, And I I told you this earlier. um, I think as long as there is growth in whatever decision you make, then it's not a failure. Um, And I think that it is important to teach our children the right way, the correct way, the professional way, the respectful way, to quote unquote, quit or walk away. There's a right way to quit your job. There's a right way to quit playing the sport. There's a right way to end a relationship with someone, be it a romantic relationship or a friendship. There's a right way to do that. And I don't know that, my my dad was my, my teacher and my guide through my entire childhood. And it it sounds like yours kind of was too. And no offense to him, but I was never taught until I was a man, until I was an adult, I was never taught. Really the right way to walk away. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a very, it's very rare that you start a job at, you know, late teens, early twenties, and you stick with that job until you retire. That's, that's kind of rare. Um, you, you see a better job, you find a better, a better avenue. So you take it. Well, there's a right way to, to walk away. So I think that needs to be, if a kid is going to walk away from scouts or baseball or, um, you know, any other type of commitment, if the parent deems it necessary, I think that there's a learning point there, of how to do this. Let's go talk to the coach. Let's sit down have a have a uh, conversation with a coach, uh, you know, after practice, and you know, or with the scout leader, um, and explain how you're feeling. Explain your reasons why. uh, Hell, maybe even write something down. Maybe even write a letter uh, to the to the leader of the the group that you're in. Uh, the boss, the um, you know, I, I know in law enforcement with my agency, and I think with your agency too, there was an exit interview. Um, and most of those, you know, if you wanted to walk away, and most of those, everybody has, I guess you could say, fantasized about their exit interview. Uh, I know I have. I'm, I, I'll raise my hand, and it starts off by, "Listen here, motherfuckers," you know. Okay, well, that's not really it's not probably the correct way to walk away. Um, you, unfortunately, you may need those folks one day for a job reference or whatever. Um, if I'm a leader of a team, you know, coach or leader of a group or, or, or I'm, a, I'm a supervisor, I'm a boss, and someone leaves my, my group, my unit, my entity, if someone leaves leaves the group, um it will have a very large impact on me if they leave the correct way does that make sense
1: yeah it definitely makes sense I feel like that's our cue for all right I'm done talking and uh you need to talk now if that makes sense
0: <laughs> I was gonna, I gonna wait I was I was gonna I try to see I was I was gonna see how long I could stay silent before you picked up
1: that makes sense if you Uh, edit
0: this out you're wrong i won't you have my word i will not edit this out
1: (laughs) well and and as you were talking and this is not directly related exactly to what you were saying but I, i think a lot of us and myself included i think we kind of set these hard fast rules about if this happens this is exactly what I would do. And I gave a story on the podcast a little while back about, I was given advice by an FTO that said, do everything the exact same way every single time. So there's no questions. And while in in saying that it makes a whole lot of sense, right? You know, if, and and I think what he was getting at is unfortunately the way the world is is If uh, you don't write somebody a ticket, you better not write somebody else a ticket, kind of thing. And, but what that, what that fails in practice is it gives you no room for discretion. It gives you no room to make a decision based on that particular case. And I think that applies to a lot of us in life. And we have these, these hard, fast rules about whatever it may be. It could be any topic you could think of. But when you do that, I think you you fail to recognize everything going on around you and, you know, maybe limit room for potential growth or what have you. And I'm just saying this is my opinion because I think some people would probably say, no, you should do everything the exact same way every single time so there's no questions. Okay. Or if this thing happens in my life i'm going to definitely handle it this way but in my my humble opinion is you will do as you are trained so you may make a a split second judgment that maybe and i'm guys right here i'm not talking about police work i'm talking about you know something's in life where you have second you have time to think about your decision which overthinking is a problem too I'm overthinking my answer right here as we speak active overthinking people but I I would just caution everybody just to kind of slow down take a second all right this is how I think I should handle this am I thinking about everything I need to know in this particular set of circumstances and I know that's not exactly what we're here to talk about but I thought it was noteworthy if that makes sense
0: yeah man you you just you just articulated, We've already spoke of and what I've already said a million times, case-by-case case basis. It's good to have those rules. If this happens, I will do this. If that happens, I will do that. It's good to have those rules, um, but it's also good to have in the back of your head uh, an audible, you know, um, handling things case-by-case. Case. And I think that comes with maturity and wisdom.
1: If that makes hey, sense. Now no, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there. The holiday season is upon us. Bedazzle your Christmas tree with PMPM ornaments via K Fonta Designs. Or get your friends, co workers, and family PMPM merch. Or fuck everyone and treat yourself. For the nerds like me in your life, give them the gift of a PMPM coin or patch from Ghost Patch. Otherwise, check out the huge selection of mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, and more in the Poorly Made Police Memes Spring Shop. Links to these in the podcast description and in the bio of Poorly Made Police Memes on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll be back to the podcast. So, quitting. That's the next thing we need to talk about. And you guys are cops or some of you guys are cops. You may have figured out that one of us in this group was wrestling the correct way to handle a situation with a a kiddo, not wanting to fulfill some obligations and it's tough, but that that's kind of where all of this is kind of coming from and why we want to talk about it tonight. But a conversation that me and you had was, and i don't want to i almost want to replay one of your messages on here if you don't mind because it was so fucking perfect that i don't think we could get it right again if we tried do you mind i that? it yeah man yeah okay. and it's it's not weird that two grown men send each other voice messages throughout the day right no no not at all man
0: oh. you know what year it is it's 2022
1: i know i'm usually used to him <laughs> farting and sending it over <laughs>
0: there's no way for me to type out in text what a farce sounded like. So I just send the actual live footage.
1: (laughs) I think it was this one. Let's see.
0: Flip side is life is too short to be unhappy. And if you ain't happy a lot of times, not all the times, but if you're not happy, it may be your fault that you're not happy. Um, change things up. You're not an old man. You made a you made a, a decision to walk away from that shit. I personally, just knowing what you've told us about that department, I don't think you made a bad decision at all. I really don't. Um, and your friends will be your friends regardless if you're a policeman or a plumber or a fucking porn star. Your friends will still be your friends. And if you lost friends by walking away, then you didn't lose friends. They weren't your friends to begin with.
1: I don't think that was actually the message. But... Let's <laughs> uh, we'll, let's talk about it. So we're gonna skip ahead a little bit, folks. Uh, you know what? No, let's let's play this other message, and we can we can clump it into one pile of shit here. Okay,
0: that would be a cool topic for discussion.
1: No, I guess it was. Um, I am gonna edit all that out. So, one thing you said that kind of struck with me is is being unhappy and I think what I was looking for in the message and I don't remember which one it was now is you talked a lot about quitting something and how it made you feel you know what I gotta find that message because it was so good here we go if you learn a
0: valuable lesson and with every decision that you make then can you even fail if I fail at something but I learned Um, I'm not going to do that shit anymore. I'm not going to do it that way. Then did you fail or did you grow?
1: I wanted to talk a little bit because we had, there was more to this conversation, but I guess to skip ahead a little bit. So naturally this conversation, you know, moved from, well, you know, we got a kiddo. We don't know, you know, we're kind of working through how to best handle that, which I don't know about you guys. And um, I would highly suggest if you have something and you have a good friend that you can talk to about things, fucking talk to them because they're going to give you a different perspective. And while you may not agree all the time, it, it will give you something to think about. They might see it at another angle that you're not seeing it from. And I, I think too often in life, people like make a lot of rash decisions on things and then it kind of fucks them in the long run. So when when these things come up, you know, I I think a lot of us will kind of hit each other up and say, "Hey, what do you what do you think about this? What do you think about that?" But to speak specifically of the lesson, so we we kind of talked a little bit about how I uh I did not follow through on everything as a young man, and then I uh I kind of figured things out and I had a decent job, and you guys heard about it on a podcast that you guys loved about mall security. But, you know, I, I got to a point where I was like, that's not enough. That's not what I want. And I finally grew up and I said, I want to be a cop. Well, I was immediately after being hired, challenged by the Academy, which I I know the military dudes and, and people have been through tougher academies and boot and stuff. I get that, but it was, it was difficult for me. I had a hard time with it and I wanted to quit a lot. And it was not a good time in, in my life. Cause it was just, it was fucking tough, man. I, I lived a sedentary lifestyle and all of a sudden I'm running and, you know, getting screamed at and, you know, doing a fucking floor poles and shit. And it was just not, not what I expected it to be. I'm glad I went through it now. Cause I think it changed me in a good way as a person. A lot of the things about policing changed me in a bad way. I think the, uh, Knowing I can handle the stress and fight through it is a thing that I will cherish and take advantage of forever. But, but then I quit. But there was a day when I was like pretty fucking done, and I was like, I just I can't do this. And I, you know, I got to, you know, man, I got to call my old boss and try to get my job back. And we just got our uniforms. And I went into the bathroom, and as stupid as it sounds, I tried on the uniform, put on my hat like you should, you fucking scumbags, wear your fucking eight-point hat, put everything on, man. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I was not fat then. I mean, it's a little chunky, but not like I am (laughs) now. And I just looked at that, and I looked at myself, and I said, this is what I'm fucking supposed to do. I am not going to be a fucking pussy. I'm going to fucking do this. They're going to have to fire me. I am not going to fucking quit. Did the academy get any easier? No, it did not. But I knew I was going to make it. I was not going to let myself quit. But I think I learned that lesson. Not just because I put the uniform on and the, the eight point hat. Gave me magical superpowers. But because I had faced the failure before and I had quit on things I should not have quit on. And I never wanted to have that regret again. And I got to give you thanks because we were talking about all this stuff. And I'm sure you got, I mean, I know you have a, a story to share about all this in your own way. But I thought about your story. And I said, shit, I have that story. And it was like a real gut check moment. And it made me realize, yeah, I have failed at some stuff and I will continue to fail at some stuff. You're never going to be perfect. But uh, I'm not going to, quote unquote, quit, except in 2021 when I left policing. But other than that, uh, I'm not going to quit if that makes I'm not going to quit because because it's too hard, if that makes any sense in, in a sense.
0: It, it does, man. Um, and you didn't tell me that, but, but yeah, we, we share the same feelings. I, I, I quit, um, freshman year of football. Um, and I feel like, and I think you do too. I, I feel like I had a good reason to quit. It was, it was taking away some personal time, um, that me and my dad would always share in the fall, um, hunt, uh, hunt, hunting, um, in the fall and uh, in the winter, it football took that away. <clears throat> it didn't so much in elementary school because you know, we didn't practice every day. It wasn't that important. Um, I got to still spend quite a bit of time with my dad. Um, and it was something we looked forward to every year. Well, when I was in the big leagues, you know, <laughs> the high school, I didn't, I, I, I missed out on a lot of things with my dad. Um, and I quit, um, I, I I quit the football team when I was a freshman and how that made me feel. I haven't forgot that feeling today. Um, I didn't, I didn't forget that and it has carried me through a lot of trials in my life um the feeling of quitting exactly like you brother um in the academy every motherfucking day how easy would it be um to quit we had a bell we had a huge um cast iron bell um at our academy and if you wanted to quit you had to ring the bell and how easy that that's all I had to do was ring that fucking bell uh, and tuck my tail between my legs and go get in my pickup and, and drive home. Um, but I remembered, um, you know, 14, 13, 14 years old. I remembered what that felt like to quit. Um, And I never, I told myself, I will never feel this way again. I will never um, I will never have that in, in my mind again. And I feel like that's not the only reason I didn't quit the academy. Um, but that was a, that was a constant factor that was there is I know what it's like to quit. Um, I remember what that felt like. Uh, it affected me negatively in my juvenile football career. Um, it, it affected me later on. Um, I, I, didn't get into some schools that I was wanting to get into. And I think that had a, a very large impact on it. I was labeled a quitter. Um, I wasn't reliable. Um, never forgot that. And, and I never will forget that I, I can, I can distinctively remember today sitting here talking to you. I can remember how that made me feel knowing that I had quit. Um, now it made me, it gave me wisdom, obviously. Uh, it gave me a life lesson that I carried and that I still carry today and that I will probably never forget and that I will, will drop off to my kids um, about how that made me feel to quit. So, and like I said in that in that message, um, if there is growth in anything that you do, if there is growth and sometimes you got to search hard for that growth. But if there is some growth and some positive change, how can that be labeled a failure? How can that be labeled um, a, 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 a loss? Um, there was growth when I quit. Um, I didn't see it at the time. It was a, a very lengthy process to see the growth and to, to understand the growth and to witness the growth. Um That's what she said. Yes, I've been like
1: withholding that for so long. Somebody, somebody had said something, or I'd seen it somewhere recently, and it's really stuck with me. Is that a quote or something? Which I usually make fun of the platitudes and quotes, but if you've never made any mistakes, then you've never done anything. Speaking of mistakes scotch i do not want you to look at your computer or your phone anymore but somebody has joined us and i want you to try and figure out who it is
0: no
2: god (laughs) no god please no 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 no
0: hi toby toby
2: what you didn't let him guess
0: i didn't have to guess he He didn't have to guess I'm an office fan, sir. Well, you told him to guess, and
2: then you didn't let him guess. Why did I need to? We said it at the same
0: time. I think we said it at the same time. We did say it at the same time. Toby, you're like an evil slug. A a what? (laughs) Sorry, it's an office quote for office fans only. I love you. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you. I respect you, and welcome. Thank you. I thought you called me an evil slug. Toby from The Office is an evil slug, so says Michael Scott. Is it? When?
2: I must Dude, not remember that. He is a
0: walking, talking
1: office, office reference guide.
0: And I thought I was. You can't... Uh, you carry that title falsely, sir. I, I hereby challenge you to an office duel. A off, But uh, an office off. Okay.
2: <laughs> Boom. Roasted. (laughs) Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families
1: suffer every year. Every year. I don't know how to do an office off, so that'll have to wait for another day. But Toby, I don't know how long you were here because I haven't looked at the screen in a while, (laughs) but we all showed our PP, so it's time for you to show your PP.
2: Well, I was going to randomly just like, pipe up because i kind of i kind of got the the vibe that you didn't know i was here so i just kind of like trying to no surprise you
1: no idea at all yeah i just happened to look down
0: you should have just farted man and then we thought each other farted <laughs> that would be pure chaos <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a really good prank. I feel bad. I feel bad now that I talk shit to you as soon as you came on. So I would like to start over. Hello, sir, and my brother. Hello, Welcome. Scott. I miss you. I miss you.
2: I feel like <laughs> after all this is said and done, you and me should get an apartment together <laughs> out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're rutting right now. We are sniffing each other's assholes. <laughs> Sounds like a good time.
1: <laughs> you got to be careful, though. This guy doesn't even know the difference between bird shot and
0: bugshot. Oh, so. God. That's... Listen. I'm tired of you guys picking on him about that. Hey, thank you. It's an honest mistake.
1: Nobody else knows what the fuck we're talking about, but no. that's okay.
2: So... <laughs> I, I even asked him if it was a shotgun blast, and he made fun of me. How do you not know? Well, as said the shotgun blast, I couldn't zoom in. I had gloves on at the time, and he said no. I was like, damn, that's a really tight grouping then. He had gloves on, Lloyd. Okay. You guys stopped jerking each other off. Toby? You've been wearing two pairs of gloves this whole
0: time. <laughs> yeah. What's well, the Rockies? We're in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> carry on that movie <laughs> yes, yeah, sir we
1: should do you know here's what here's what the podcast needs to evolve in by the way this thing was going fucking great until you showed up we were having a real deep conversation but wow. that's okay <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> you know i love you and i've loved you okay don't just <laughs> calm down i've always uh, said, yeah
2: where
1: where the podcast needs to evolve is we need to do basically like mystery science theater 3000 of all our favorite movies and like live stream it. But I feel like there's probably, I don't know, some issues with copyright and stuff, but that could be fun.
0: Can and I, uh, I'm not even going to ask permission. <clears throat> so I watched a movie recently and it may or may not have changed my life forever. And it was, back where the front, what, n- well, that changed my life too, but not, not, well 10 um nine was okay 10 you gotta see 10 so have you guys ever seen where the Crawl Dads sing
2: no but my wife read the book and she was saying that we should read them or watch a movie soon they saw it's on Netflix
0: it's stop <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome I uh, I love it. It's there's there's not a lot of killing. There's some killing. There is some killing. Nice. Um yeah, I'm gonna read the book for sure. Karen. All right, back to the <laughs> <laughs> We're done jerking each other off, Lloyd. The rut never stops. The rut... That's an
1: early name for the podcast. The rut never stops.
2: Scotch, have you ever had a doe scream at you? Yeah, dude. I told you. (laughs) (laughs) I told you when I was out in the woods and uh, I made that little blind because I don't stand yet. This doe yeah. snuck up behind me. No idea was there. And the thing screamed at me. It sounded like a fucking velociraptor about dumped in my pants.
0: Yeah. Yep. She probably winded you. Yeah. <laughs> you get that's not what Lenny, <laughs> you that's need what a I'm, like. I'm sorry. Lloyd, you need a velociraptor. You need a velociraptor <laughs> sound <something. laughs> bit. Oh, I turned
2: I. and looked and I told her clever girl. Clever girl.
0: <laughs> I have thought that so many times when I've been fucking Yeah. Okay.
2: Way off track. Everybody take a deep breath here. I I can't get over Scotch's giggles.
0: (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard him
2: giggle.
1: (laughs) I think he's been drinking that moonshine.
0: Um, No, I got bourbon tonight, sir. I have some glass.
1: Yeah. All right. So anyway, we were having a serious podcast a few moments ago, not that long ago. Toby. What? What? You f- You don't even sound like you want to be here.
2: <laughs> what do you want? Get it over with.
0: It's going to go to sleep if we don't keep him involved.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was stuck for the first, like, half hour of this podcast.
0: Under a fat dough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the topic.
1: You know what's funny is people are going to be like so into this and like we're having this like deep discussion
2: about this shit. They're fucking raptors. And then all of a sudden, raptors. <laughs> I just, I show up and ruined it. I'm sorry, everybody.
1: <laughs>
2: it's not that funny. It's really not. It's
0: not, but it's, I'm laughing a lot. <laughs> It's making me laugh.
1: He got the giggles. Okay. (laughs) Deep breath. I can't (laughs) believe anybody listens to this shit. Okay. So, Toby, me and Scotch were spilling our guts as far as lessons we learned as kids that helped us as an adult. I don't know how far you went into my story, but basically, I was ready ready to quit the police academy and... You know, I put my uniform on, and I remembered how hard I fucking worked to get hired in the first place, and all. You know, I I buried myself a whole deep, you know, younger in life, and I, I got out of it. And I was like, no, I fucking I want to wear this uniform. I'm not going to fucking quit. I remember how it felt to quit. I'm not a fucking quitter. And then I quit. But yeah, like eight years later, so I think that's okay. We'll, we'll get into my shit later. But and then I I think you were here for most of Scotch's, as far as you know him, you know, quitting football and. And honestly, yeah. like I get I know why you quit football. I, I agree hundred percent why you did it, but it did have a negative effect, and you remember that in the academy. Toby, do you have any experiences like that, that we that we had or anything to add to that?
2: Um man, and I know we talked earlier today, uh we we're talking about sports and stuff and kids wanting to quit and life lessons growing up. So like, growing up um, I had a rule in my house that if you went out for a sport, you had to play the entire season. Um, if you got a couple weeks into it and decided you didn't like it, well, too bad. You can quit next year. Ah! Jesus!
0: That's gonna continue to happen, sir. I
2: I'm gonna go clean the
0: poop out of my drawers. <laughs> they're, they're it's based on movement. That's the t what? I <laughs> dumbass. Moving? I don't what? The hunting packs. They'll spill your intestines with their big fucking hook. The big you know what I'm talking about what hook oh. <laughs> <laughs> from the original Jurassic Park, the first one when they're in the desert.
2: And I'm pretty sure they weren't in a desert in the original Jurassic Park. They were, they were in North Dakota. It was in the they're they're jungle. There. okay why
0: when they first recruited the doctor oh in the helicopter they were in the desert on a oh, site the, the dig site oh that doesn't count that's when he was talking about the the claw the hook oh during the intestine yeah. the raptor I, hook.
1: i don't know if you guys have seen it but one of the best memes i've seen in probably the last five six years is a picture of that kid and like he's like <laughs> the moment you're about to be wrecked because you don't know anything about the dinos or something. I don't I don't remember exactly verbiage, but it fucking... If I can find it, I'll share it because it fucking kills me.
0: Made it. I'll send it to you.
1: Okay. You, you sent it to me. I didn't. I bl- mean, you're a meme lord. I, I could see it. <laughs> so, actually, that's Toby. Toby does make some fine memes. After 15 oh my God, years I'm so of sorry. the Share
0: the Love event, Subaru and our retailers have donated mm. over oh my God, a f- 50 a thirty million, million to charity. In fact, Dude, Subaru.
2: mute it. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Okay, anyway, Toby, you uh, weren't allowed to quit sports, and it was a lesson you learned, right? That's where you were at.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the story. Thanks, Jurassic Park and Subaru. <laughs> no, okay. Back to my story. I'm just... I'm a little, I'm sorry I'm a little on edge now because I'm worried I'm gonna get interrupted by a fucking tyrannosaurus. Lloyd, well,
0: find a find a female white tail, uh, blowing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the no, a white tail
2: doing what? Nice.
0: That's what. It's a scream. It's a blow. It's a nasal blow that's what you need to play for toby here that's what...
1: okay I don't yeah. I do not want to interrupt the story anymore I've done it enough I'm not gonna do it again yeah
0: what you, you want story. me
1: to think
2: after the to story. roll me into a false sense of security <laughs> so you can interrupt my story again with some
0: clever <laughs> <laughs> <Glad my> girl <laughs>
1: Okay, here. Fucking pirate's honor. I don't know what that is. I'm going to mute. I'm muted. You tell your story.
2: That sounds like the least honorable thing you could ever try and yeah. swear by.
0: Pirate's still and hey,
2: rape hey. and... <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Trust me. Crackhead's honor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh, you got to... <clears throat> No, that's a bleat. I thought that was a fart. (laughs) (laughs) That's a grunt. Toby, please continue with your. Okay.
1: Okay. Was that it? So. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't
0: it. I'll do it. It sounds like you. <laughs> oh, ah!
1: <laughs> that wasn't it. Anyway, Toby, pirates on. Right. I'm done.
0: This motherfucker has went <laughs> off the tracks and over the fucking hill. Wake up, Toby. Go ahead.
2: No, I'm awake. I'm (laughs) awake. I don't think I could ever fall asleep after you scared the shit on me with the Jurassic Park soundboard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. You weren't allowed to quit sports. Yeah, I wasn't
2: allowed to quit sports. Mid-season, anyway. So... Yeah, I don't know. It you know what? I lost my head of steam. I don't know. I like I know the end of the story, but I don't know where I was going with it.
0: Okay. So but there was a hard line in the sand. there, there was absolutely no excuse if you started it, you were gonna finish it. That's sort of the yeah. household standard for Toby.
2: Yeah, like if you uh if you start the season, you gotta finish the season. And it, there's no like giving up, riding the bench given you know just half-assing it. like you get you got to try you gotta play 100% the whole season and then next year if you don't want to play you don't have to play but uh no I, th- I think uh I learned some valuable life life lessons with that with that rule because I mean it's not a good basketball player I was good not good at track and field but Stuck it out for the season, Um, even though I hated it. I found ways to enjoy it day to day, hanging with my friends. And, you know, I'm better for it. Taught me lessons in uh, resiliency, adversity and all that good stuff. So
1: I think there's something to be said about being able to learn the same lesson but a different way. Does that make sense? Like me and Scotch maybe learn, like, I don't want to quit because I've quit and I failed before. And I don't want that feeling again. And you kind of learn the same lesson as far as I didn't quit and I toughed it out because I know I can tough it out. So I don't need to quit this. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Like I said, there's positive aspects to both of those. There's growth in both of those. And if you're growing, if you're getting stronger, if you're gaining wisdom, I, I don't see that as a failure.
1: I like that going forward, anybody that comes on this podcast has to be weary of the Velociraptor.
0: If you at take that out any wrong. Moment, yeah.
1: At any moment, the Raptor could join the podcast
0: there should be a a unified response that they should also give if they hear the rapper they got to stop what they're talking about and say blah 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 clever girl
2: i'm like totally (laughs) smart now scotch you could you could ask me scotch What's the biggest company in the world and I'd be like blah 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 and totally give
0: you the right answer. <laughs> okay, you're slowly redeeming yourself, Kelly Kapoor.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hold on a second. Since we're we're not having Scotch a serious is podcast, the business, bitch. <laughs> Smash your pass, Kelly Kapoor.
2: I'm going to pass.
0: I'm going to pass smash really i think she's cute what's wrong what with mean? you she, i mean
1: what do you mean what's wrong with me she's an attractive female i don't like I, her politics as like a like a, a person per-
0: personal thing i don't know i don't, but I, I, mean, I think she's
1: pretty i don't know
0: man i haven't followed a lot of those i haven't followed a lot of those folks outside the office so I don't really know where. I've they're they're an the, actor. Uh,
1: they're they're in Hollywood. They're liberal. Just that. And that's you to know. Yeah,
0: episode. I know. I know. That's <clears throat> and that's what I assume. Um, I don't know. I maybe I shy away from that because I'm afraid I won't like The Office as much if I figure out what they're re- really like in person. I don't know. Maybe that's wrong to say that. But I'll tell you what. I've seen. I've listened to a couple episodes of The Office ladies or something like that. It's with Pam and. Um, Pam or Pam Pams, Pam or Pam, and Angela and maybe, uh, Meredith has been on there maybe a few times. Um, it was pretty cool. It was it was pretty cool, but um, I don't follow those guys. Don't they
2: uh talk about like the behind the scenes stuff and yeah, making of it?
0: Yeah, yeah. But I've heard that it it kind of got into a like way off of the office topics and got into like home decor and shit.
1: What about Velociraptors?
0: I'm I'm not sure that they discuss Velociraptors. No, they do. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Dwight would probably know a lot about Velociraptors. This is the worst
1: thing that could have ever happened to anybody (laughs) finding (laughs)
2: the soundboard.
0: (laughs) Can we say that Toby brought or Tobias brought the Velociraptor soundboard to the podcast?
1: Should we make an official announcement about that?
0: I think we should.
2: What what, uh, what are we announcing?
1: Oh. I hereby declare. I don't know why I went Southern with that. But I do declare that thanks to Toby, we now have Velociraptors on this podcast. Everybody give Toby a round of applause.
0: I did not say it. I think it. it's not all at once. Woo. Yeah. Woo. I, Woo! I clapped. I stood up at full attention while that sound bit was going on. Was I know right you're here. at full attention. I'm always at full attention when your voice is in my ears, my love. <laughs> what happened to this podcast i don't know man we were we had a good thing going <laughs> we
1: did, and i'm not i'm not gonna blame i'm not gonna blame you toby because it's 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 clearly my fault because i'm a fucking man child and i couldn't let some shit go and i had to do what i had to do so I, i'll take the blame for this
2: i just bring the man child out of you <laughs>
1: You know what we should do for episode sixty nine is a velociraptor podcast
2: oh my god Although what episode is this
1: this is uh either three or four I think
2: oh we're in ooh, we're into season three
1: he's in into season three do you wow. know you're not even talking to Lenny anymore
2: yeah who's lenny
1: uh you know we were we were just remembering him you want to be in a part of a moment of silence
2: sure I was there <laughs> this is not silence.
0: Hit the hit the throw the velociraptor. I was going to <laughs>
2: need some distraction. <laughs> <All beautiful. laughs> For just 10 cents a day, you can <laughs> save the velociraptors of Jurassic Park. please consider adoption of a velociraptor (laughs) tyrannosaurus rex small tear single tear runs down his cheek
1: this was not at all what we planned folks but that was probably the funniest thing that has ever happened on the podcast (laughs) Thanks to Toby. You did it. You saved the podcast.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome for my service. The new
1: title is Toby Saves the Podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh, hey there,
0: guys. It's your host, Tobias. (laughs) Tobias Saves Christmas, Volume 3.
1: Oh, God, I can't wait for the Christmas episode.
2: (laughs) Well,
0: it's already happened.
2: If you're listening to this. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Well, it's the recording would have happened,
1: but but the the Christmas episode I think actually comes out on Christmas. I'm gonna hang on to it. Oh wait uh, a second! I was thinking the Friendsgiving
2: no, episode that's already happened, yeah. but it's not Friendsgiving yet.
1: The podcast might not even exist after Friendsgiving. There was yes, a lack of editing in some.
2: Toby, I'm gonna edit
1: that out. I am gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So. I, I think there's obviously, I think through failure, there's there's some lessons to be learned. I, and this is just me, I, I think there's a big difference between confidence and, and cockiness. If I hear a guy talk a lot about themselves, I immediately think, douchebag. Immediately. I don't care if they save kids from, you know, a well like, well, he saved the kids from the well because he wanted to tell people he saved kids from the well, not that he wanted Mm -hmm. to save kids from the well. I don't know what that has to do with any of this that we're talking about, but we're going to talk about it. Am I off base for that? I, I just like, I've, I've noticed a plethora of people seeming to have shown up in the social media world, especially for law enforcement that talk a lot about themselves and not others and others. And I get a little suspicious of that, but I guess what I'm asking, am I the asshole here? Am I way off base with this?
0: Not, not at all, man. If, if you do something great and in law enforcement, there, there are more opportunities, I think to do something great. And by great, I mean, helping your fellow man, If you do, if you help your fellow man and you do something great and you post about it, you tell everyone, you try to let the world know what you, what you've done. It, it takes away from what you've done. It's, it's the ironic portion of that is, I want to say it was meaningless, but If I save, you know, some family from a burning car and then I post about it and and put selfies with my, you know, with at the hospital, you know, following up with the family. You've just labeled yourself a douchebag. And everything that you did that was heroic and great is meaningless. I like to hear stories or you know whatever of my co-workers or or whoever i like to hear stories of their greatness and heroic deeds secondhand i don't like hearing it from them could be because it takes away from what they did
1: well let, and I, this is the point i brought up but let me counterpoint that to play devil's advocate a little bit because okay. i think often in law enforcement we don't take care of ourselves as far as giving us ourselves enough credit. And then the okay. department, the department clearly doesn't give you credit, but I, I guess what I would add to it is I want people. And I think people should be proud of what they've done, but I, I think, I think we can look at these things like let's give, you know, the you're taking selfies at the hospital of the people you saved. I don't know about that personally. I don't, I don't like that. You know, to me, it's like the same thing. You know, I'm not going to shit too much on the gym selfies because I, I think there's some accountability with those too. But, you know, if you're fucking working out, you want to flaunt it. You know, I I get it. Whatever. But I, I'm trying to be open minded about it. Right. I Is it something <laughs> I would like- ever do? I don't think so. Like, if I ever got my fat ass up and out of this fucking chair and did something, I might be like pretty happy about it and maybe the end result I would be pretty excited to share with people. I think, you know, we, we beat down too often people's accomplishments when they share them. But I think a lot of it is, is how is it being shared? Right? Like, I I guess the infliction of the words or, or how things are presented could, could matter a lot. Like I ask people on here a lot of times, like, what's your proudest moment at work? And I, I, I don't think I can really think of a time where somebody said something. Where I was like, "Ah, he's being a douche about it." But the other thing too is, I'm asking about it. I'm not, I'm not. It's being solicited. I'm not just throwing it. Up. You know, they're not coming up to me, right off the bat, and saying, what I did. "Oh, I'm." Sure. Guess what I did, kind of thing. Like, and then uh-huh. it's different than war stories. You can tell when people tell war stories because they're trying to tell it because it's interesting, right? Uh-huh. And they might be proud of what they did, and they might say like, "Oh, we did this, and that was fucking funny," or "I did that, and that's fucking funny," but it doesn't take away from, I guess, from the message or what it is generally on on how it's presented. So there's the counterpoint to the o- my own point. If if that makes sense, Mister Scotch.
0: <clears throat> yes, sir. <clears throat> it does. That's why, and the point I wanted to make is when I see a coworker or a family member or anyone, when I see someone do something great or noteworthy i feel like it is my responsibility to get that story out so i've seen i've seen my co-workers do amazing things um and never breathe a word of it
1: <laughs> keep talking but you needed that so, that fucking so needs to be done
0: i have seen i have an i have a one of my best friends i went to the academy with him um, I really wish I could say his name cause he deserves it, but, um, I've, I've looked up to him since day one. Um, we room, we, we were in, in the same barracks together in the same, same room. He was actually in the bed above me. Didn't know this, this dude's name. <clears throat> We'd been absolutely smoked for a week. Still didn't know anyone's name. We didn't have time to talk. And we're laying in the rack at like 4. AM we're sweating. We're laying in the rack trying to get God knows how many minutes of sleep. And he just rolls over and looks down at me and says, this is the worst 4-H camp ever. And I started to love him on that night. I laughed my ass off. It's the first time I laughed in the Academy. And I have loved that man seriously with all my heart ever since he is my brother. He is, he is one of my best friends. Um. And he has done amazing things and he has never, not once ever, ever spoke a word of anything great he's ever done, but he is, he's a personal hero of mine. I look up to him. Um, so when that motherfucker does something great, I make sure and tell everyone I can tell um, because I know that he's not going to tell it. And I feel like that way he gets the credit that he deserves and he Again, he, he doesn't have to tell it. I'm telling his story for him.
1: Toby, what do you think about all this?
0: Wake up, Toby, you piece of shit.
2: Oh, good morning, Scott. Hey, hey buddy. Hey. <laughs> Did you just get done telling <laughs> stories of heroism and philanthropy? and? Boy, no? hit, him with okay. the, hit him with the okay.
0: fucking rafter. Wake is that something No, 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 no. no. <laughs>
2: No. no. I was here as listening. I was just taking it all in. No, I uh
1: the air horn is the official wake up of him. The rapture will come when it comes.
2: No, the official wake up of me is you calling me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh I believe in the silent professional. Um yeah. I find yeah. the most badass dudes that I've ever met, I've ever seen. Don't breathe a word of the the great things that they've done. Um, you, it's like it's kind of like pulling teeth to get them to talk about all the shit that they've done. Uh, whereas the the guys who don't, they never shut up about all the great things you've done, and you might they might fool some, but the people that know them. Sitting there, like, yeah, fucking right. You've never done half of that. Um, so I just think like the the greatest guys. I mean, they they don't, they won't, they won't tell you who who they are, what they do, the things they've done. Kind of adds to the mystique a little bit, but those guys are the the true professionals out there. I think. I I don't want
1: to.
0: no, go ahead, buddy. I, I was just gonna. I prefer
2: Scotch uh, talks.
0: <laughs> if I had a soundboard, you might get a rapper right now. The, um, very well said. That's <clears throat> we all know, guys, that have been at roll call or whatever, some training or whatever. It's the silent dude, um, with the fucking wicked ass scar, you know, that he's got. That's <laughs> <laughs> the of a girl. He's got this wicked ass scar on the side of his neck, you know, or some shit, and you just you, you've you've heard the legend of you know John Smith over there, but you've never heard him tell it. That that yeah, it adds to the mystique. We can all name some dude in our department that doesn't talk about his endeavors, and you just know that that motherfucker's a badass and word for the what from the wise here um if you don't have stories to tell still keep your fucking mouth shut that way at least you keep people guessing and they don't know if you've been involved in shit or you've you've had to overcome shit that they don't know so at the end of the day lesson for the kids keep your fucking mouth shut whether you've done shit or not
1: Better to remain silent than thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt.
0: God damn it. I was about did to you, say it. Did you just come up with that off the top of your head? No, we did uh, not.
1: I, I had to Google it just to make sure I didn't fuck it up.
0: It was Samuel uh,
1: Clemens.
2: <laughs>
1: huh?
2: It was Samuel Clemens.
1: I thought it was Abraham Lincoln.
0: What it was Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Uh, Mark Twain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mark that's Twain, what I said.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, the first quote on here says Abraham Lincoln, but I was like, "No, oh, that was a fucking Mark Twain quote." I thought Samuel uh, Clemens. Anyway, calm down, same dude. <laughs> but
2: I, it's the same guy, idiot.
1: I said same dude. I literally said same
2: dude. No, you didn't. Listen to the replay. What replay?
1: When you Scott, listen to the replay, this, you're a narcissistic. Boom, narcissist. Roasted.
2: I'm good. Getting- <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: That's gonna be the like the fart was a big thing on the nurse episode, and this will be the the next thing. Is did he say something? <laughs> <laughs> that was not even good. <laughs> I just want to tell everybody that was not me. I do not take credit for that. It was, I take credit for that.
2: Yo, yeah, well, I don't have a fucking soundboard. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna,
0: gonna get a, a soundboard. We All can the share a soundboard. Is-
1: the podcast is going to be like World War 3 and it's just going to be soundboards.
0: <laughs> yes. Velociraptors and the automatic gunfire. Uh, yeah.
2: Me and Scott are going to have our own soundboard and it's all going to be wildlife.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I have it's... wildlife.
1: <laughs>
0: Tobias, right. do you um do you uh do you turkey hunt? No, I don't. Okay, we've got a discussion to have outside of okay. the podcast.
1: Can I can I get back to my podcast? Yes, sir, no. please. Okay. So I, I don't want to name names because I'm, um, I don't um know, I'm just not feeling like uh, Jerry Springer shit right now. <laughs> but
0: I... Uh...
2: Was that you or Scotch?
0: It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> No, velociraptors, uh, allegedly, they came from birds or came on birds.
1: They did something
0: like that. I saw Jurassic Park. They they all evolved from birds, didn't they? Something like that.
1: So, anyway, back to my podcast. You know
2: what took away from. Oh my god, Velociraptors! I to mute you. When I found out they were the size of a chicken,
0: I'm not sure that's accurate.
1: It is, I'm... it is. Yep. They're they're a much smaller than portrayed. They, uh, I can't remember the name of the dinosaur, but they're more closely related to a different dinosaur. I, and I, I think they just stuck with Velociraptor because it sounded cooler than whatever whatever they're actually called.
0: Bird of prey. That's what Velociraptor means. Okay. Reminds
2: Uh, me of the the first Thanksgiving when all the pilgrims and natives were sitting around eating roast floss rafter. I
0: I didn't feel Lloyd wanting to slap you, and I I I
1: deserve (laughs) this because I started it. I can't. It's give and take, man. If I can't take it, then I can't do it. That's what she said.
0: okay Okay, Lloyd back to your point I don't remember what you started with
1: I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) see now I'm I'm worried about Tobias jumping in with a random fact so I he's got me cornered on that I got the Raptors on my side but he's got the useless knowledge on his side it's that's a big battle
0: it's a gift Bears I... can run faster than they climb.
2: <laughs> I seen it.
1: Have you guys ever heard the quote, speak softly and carry a big stick?
0: Yes, that was yeah. Teddy Roosevelt.
1: It was. I got to be honest. I feel like guys that use that quote the most do not shut the fuck up up
0: i'm with you yeah man
1: i think it's a good quote i do think it's a good quote but there's a guy i know that uses it and it seems like it's weekly and it's like at least for what i do i know i'm not speaking softly or hitting soundboards softly so i don't think it really applies to me uh but I I, I don't know, man. I I get that quote, and I I really believe in that, especially on the job. Right? I I think what the public expects out of cops is sometimes not what we want to do. You know, we want to... I have lots of thoughts as far as professionalism with law enforcement, and this coming from a guy that, you know, makes memes about telling people to shut the fuck up, or maybe telling people to shut the fuck up. But I, I think... God, I can't stop thinking about Velociraptors. (laughs) But I I guess the point I was getting at with all of that is I do really believe in that quote. And that kind of ties into everything we were saying, which is, was it really something that I really plan on talking about today? But I think it's kind of relevant all to this like way of conducting yourself and learning from failures. Because where I think it'll tie in, at least for me, is, being a cop and knowing how to talk to people, I think that's a lesson that some people never learn in law enforcement. We've all been there. I am not perfect. I have said some shit to people that was not professional I should not have said to them. And, you know, people will defend it and say, well, ah, you're having a bad day or this and that. I totally get that. I get that. And I think uh, as humans, we're going to fuck up. That whole thing I said earlier is "If uh, you never made a mistake. You've never done anything. But I feel like there's a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people, I don't want to pigeonhole the profession, but I think some people never learn that lesson of you can't, not everybody understands you for you and sometimes you have to communicate differently to to get the call handled in the best, most appropriate way. And again, going back to that earlier conversation, I know you weren't here for all of it, Toby, but we kind of talked about being able to to audible a little bit you know like when you have Marshawn lynch and you throw it on the goal line bad call but you have to have the ability to audible in some things and i think too often we just kind of this is this type of call this person's pissing me off this is how i'm going to handle it instead of taking that breather and saying all right may not be happy about how this is going but maybe i can try a different way than just doing it plowing through the way I was going to handle it because that's the way I handle it. Does that make sense, Toby?
2: Yeah. I mean, you've got to have multiple ways that you can handle any situation. I mean, you've got maybe your main way that you handle things, but you know, certain, certain factors dictate how you handle things. So it might be some small but significant detail that causes you to go to plan B or plan C, but you've got to have those on deck in the back of your mind. A lot of times it happens faster than you can really think. You might just have to fall back on your instincts, you know, but I mean, you, th- you think of the OODA loop, right? So you've got your plan, but then something happens you're going to be stuck in that loop right so something happens you've got to have more options that you can get to and get to quickly so you sure you can have your main way of doing things but there's no way that you're going to do everything like that every single time
1: correct me if i'm wrong but you've seen that dude right or gal that wears a uniform and it does not matter whatever call they're on. There is no change.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have a baseline of a baseline <clears throat> of lines that you don't cross. I'm going to be as professional as I can be. I'm going to be as courteous as I can be, or as they allow me to be um, on every call on every domestic you know, I'm going to have in my head, okay, their emotions are high. Um, they're, uh, someone's probably going to be really, really mad. Somebody's probably going to be really hurt, upset, sad. So I need to know that in my head. I may get shot at, I may get in a gunfight on this call. Um, but there, I think they're, I think those, you made a meme once here recently that was, um, something to the effect of, um, policy is is more like a um suggestion there's a little bit of truth to that um the rules of how you handle a domestic or how you handle a property crime or a trespassing those rules that we learned in the academy or that we learn from our fto they're they're a baseline every trespassing you go to is a little different every dv you go to is a little different um so you've You've got to adapt and overcome. And unfortunately, we're asked, I think, by society, at times we're asked to be robots and handle everything the same. And at times we're asked to handle things by case on a case-by-case basis. So I think it's good to have a baseline of what you're going to do, what you're going to say. But I don't think that every case is the same, so every case doesn't need to be handled the same. If that if that's understandable.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And by the way, the uh, meme you referenced, you can buy now poorly made dot com. That's actually not what it's called. It's a uh, links in my bio. I really should just, you know, have a professional website, but I'm uh I'm poor, so there's that. Someday, someday, kids, regarding life lessons and quitting and, and learning from your mistakes and things like that, I, I'm i very, like, cautious and, and I try to be cognizant of anybody that listens to this podcast. I don't want to give, like, bad advice because just because something works for me doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you. I just hope as douchey as it sounds, it's just kind of an exchange of ideas and, and maybe some velociraptor noises every once in a while. But I just... I don't want anybody to get hurt because I say anything dumb because I, I know I'm very cognizant that I don't know everything. And I'm sure you guys have listened and said, no, I don't, I don't agree with that Lenny or Larry or now Lloyd. I I just don't think that's right. That's cool. I, I, I cops, we all have that. Like, I know the job. I fucking do it the right way type of thing. And I won't back down from that. Like I, even though I've, I've since left, I, I, I feel that way. Like, I feel like I have a good grasp on how the job should be done correctly, but that doesn't mean I fucking know everything. So I, I want to always like throwing out that disclaimer is I I just hope you guys listen to this and and hopefully it's, you get some ideas. And if you're not a cop and you listen to this and you can say, well, now I know some of, you know, the, the thought process that goes into it for some guys, because it's not like this clear cut thing, but in law enforcement, because you can't learn everything in FTO, I think you you you're gonna learn on the fly and you're you're gonna fuck up, which is really scary for what the job is because some of these mistakes can be really magnified, especially when it's something very critical. So that's why I think it, it's important to kind of have that base idea of like who you are as a person, who you are as a cop, and what your fucking morals are, because I think it will guide you. And then obviously knowing, you know, laws and policies and stuff in your in your local area. But I don't have an answer for this, but I'm going to fucking throw a dagger at you guys. What do you think? I'll start with you, Scotch. So Toby can fall asleep or get some time to think about this, but thanks. What is something? You know, I, I ask people like a rookie mistake or something, but can you recall a time on the job where you fucked up and you're thank God? you learned from it, then it didn't become like a bigger deal later.
0: Man, I, I'm sure I have millions of, um, examples if I could sit down and write them out. Uh, one that comes to mind, which is probably a poor example. Um, so we're taught in the Academy or you should be taught in the Academy, uh, prisoner exchange. So if Tobias, you know, is getting off work or whatever, he hands me his prisoner. He's arrested someone during his shift, and I'm where shift change. And um, you know, you should always before you set a prisoner in your in your cruiser or before you transport or what process or whatever. If you are receiving a new prisoner, you should you should conduct a search of their person. Um, even if your buddy, even if Tobias says, "Hey man, yeah, I've already searched him. He's good." Okay, you should still conduct the search of their person because you're taking custody of them. Um, I was taught that, I was trained that, I I knew that, I knew better. Um, but I was a young, I was a young officer, and uh, actually, my supervisor, my sergeant, had made an arrest during his shift, during a, a day shift. <laughs> At shift changed, he said, "Hey, can you can you take this guy over for arraignment and then take him over to the jail?" Sure. Um, because I felt weird about it, I did not do a search of their person in front of my sergeant. I didn't do one at all because it felt weird. Um, so we switched the cuffs. I put my cuffs on the prisoner, took the prisoner for arraignment at the arraignment. Of course, they had to sign paperwork, so I took them out of handcuffs to sign the paperwork. Um I forget how this kind of played out, but long story short, uh, this the the um, prisoner emptied their pockets. Maybe they were looking for their wallet or their ID or something anyway. They had two huge pocket knives, um, a bag of dope, and a couple of pills that weren't theirs in their pocket. and they slapped them down quite literally on the magistrate's desk during arraignment. And they weren't charged for any of that stuff uh, by by my sergeant. And I was very embarrassed. Um, Rookie rookie mistake. Um, I should have patted down the prisoner that was now mine and my responsibility. Um, That could have been bad. Um, The magistrate could have got stabbed in the throat. I could have got uh, stabbed. Um, Luckily, there was no drama with that. And the prisoner was... Completely fine. Uh, my sergeant did not do a good job patting them down. The stuff was just in their pockets, um, and that's a very poor example um, of where.
1: I actually think that's I met, a fantastic example.
0: You know, I, I made a mistake. Yes, my sergeant made a mistake, but it was no longer my sergeant's baby. It was my baby to take care of and be responsible for. I didn't do it, um, and it could have got someone hurt. Um. And so I'm going to branch off of that while I've got the floor. And if you take custody, police officers that are listening, if you take custody of a prisoner from your, your your shift mate or from whoever, if you are now taking custody and you do what you're supposed to do and do a search of their person and your buddy is offended, fuck them. You search. I have... I, In in my department, we had a perfect example of someone that got arrested. They were put in handcuffs. They were never properly searched. It was a DUI arrest. A new officer came and took custody and got shot in the back of the head. Actually, two of them got shot in the back of the head because they did not do a secondary search of the person. So search your people when you receive a new prisoner. And if the jail or whoever you're receiving them from, your buddy, if they get offended, then fuck them. Um, always search your prisoners.
1: And do so a good right.
0: search. Do a good search, man. They're in custody. You have the right to search them and search them well. Um, they're especially if they're if they are under arrest. If you're not doing a Terry frisk, um, if they are in custody, you are allowed to search their person and search them well do that it's your you quite literally your life depends on it and your buddy's life depends on it
1: this isn't my story i got a worse one but i remember there was a couple of times where you know you search somebody you think you got it good and like you know they got like a, a little baggy of dope in some weird place you know that's fucking embarrassing but can you imagine a gun a knife just just do a good search, you know, Mm -hmm. Toby, if you're awake, it's your turn,
2: dude, I'm awake. Well, Scotch kind of got off on a tangent. So I, what was the original question? (laughs) Oh my God, dude. All
1: right. Basically the, the idea that we're trying to, I'm getting, I'm building towards something, but if there was something that you learned on the job, like from a mistake, that they uh, got it ended well.
2: Yeah, there's been a lot of those. Um, fuck, man, uh, don't leave your gun in the, the gun vault in booking.
0: Uh, everybody's done that, <laughs> yeah. That,
2: that's, a, that's a big one. I you know, the that. best
1: thing I heard for that is put your fucking car keys in there because then you can't leave. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
2: Uh, and well, I mean, now that. I mean, this was it in my old department and it was just like at our PD, like when I take someone to county, normally I just I'll leave my gun in the car, like locked in the car. Yeah. Um, which is. Common move. Yeah. Um, Cause that way you don't have to go back to County afterwards, <laughs> but no, uh, I was on first phase of FTO, my first apartment, brand new. And this is like, I'm talking week one and our PD was going through a remodel. And so my FTO was showing me our, our booking room and someone else had someone in there. And so we put our guns in there and she's like, Hey, don't forget your gun when we leave okay she's showing me this and that hot call comes out oh shit gotta go we get on scene and my fto is we're i don't know searching some backyard at night pulls her gun out i gotta pull my gun out empty holster
0: what if you encountered a raptor uh, that,
2: that, well, they're the size a of a chicken, so I think that I'd be fine. <laughs> that's a horrible feeling. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean encountering a raptor or empty holster? Yeah, I think an empty holster is probably scarier. I would. Yes, I would absolutely take a velociraptor, a chicken-sized velociraptor, yeah, than empty holster. Um. So then I'm I'm faced with like. Oh fuck, how do I go about this? But I I had to be honest, my FDO was like, "Hey, uh I left my gun in at PD." So, I mean, luckily it wasn't it was a is a big old nothing burger the call, but uh yeah, we got back to PD after that and uh she proceeded to lay into me pretty good and she's like, "Go in the PD and Think about, think about this. Don't come out till you're done thinking about it. Like she's my fucking mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I was in the PD for an hour. And 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 no offense to you, but she should have. Yeah, she should have, because it was your life and it was oh, her yeah. life. No, I I, it, I, I completely know. agree.
1: So, I'll share my story. Speaking of gun madness. And I will, at the time I was really pissed at my partner, but now I, looking back on it, I, I, a lot of it, a lot of the responsibility was on me long and the short of it is end of shift. And it's been a long fucking shift, you know, and we get this open door type thing and we think it's probably a nothing burger, but we're not sure. So we're going to do the right thing and clear it. And, I don't remember all the details, but I think we thought like there is a potential somebody could be in here and it it was in these townhomes and and my prior experience in the townhomes they were pretty sizable but as it as it turned out when we got in there, it was smaller and I recognized the floor plan or what I thought it would be and i didn't I didn't articulate that to my my partner. And so long story short, it opens up to like a, a dining room type area with a kitchen attached. And it's basically a long hallway. And it is a two-bedroom apartment, but it's small. But it's a long hallway, and it goes to one door on the right, go a little bit further. You got a door on the left, which is the bathroom, and then another door on the right, which is a bedroom. And when I get to the first door on the right, I try to open it. It's not opening because there's something heavy behind it, so Tobias must have been there. <laughs> and I I wasn't exactly sure what it was, but I was like, it could be something barricaded, so I was a little concerned about it. But I kind of got that feeling that it was on purpose, and I, I can't explain why I thought that. But the problem was, and we'll find out later, I told my partner that it was, I couldn't get into it. There was something blocking it. But I didn't finish out my thought on what I thought it was. So it's poor communication. So we get to the bathroom. We check that. It's clear. Then we move to what we thought was going to be the second bedroom. As it turned out, they must have remodeled this, this room. And they made that basically one big room instead of two bedrooms. So when we open the door, I immediately recognize that where I couldn't get in, they'd put like a couch next to the door and made it kind of a like a, a big, like a huge bedroom kind of thing. And I, my partner was a little ways behind me and they heard me in the room. And so they had managed to open the door and push through. And I, again, it's a big fucking room. So there was like some nooks and crannies and stuff. And so you know what? Thinking about this, this was their fault. They should have stayed with me. <laughs> but the long and the short of it is when I noticed that that was what was blocking the door, I should have immediately said, hey, I know why the door didn't open, but I didn't. And so when I'm starting to make room in that in that or make noise in that room, they thought somebody was in there and they thought they were moving to that whatever that threat was. And I thought they were right behind me and they weren't. And we oh, ended up pointing guns at each other. Because I see this shadow appear and come towards me. And that could have been really fucking bad. And that was communication. That was pure communication on my part, on their part, where if we would have talked that out a little bit and told each other what was going on, it would have been a, a nothing burger at all. Now, the reason I share all of that is to prove a point that everyone on the job is fucked up. And, and if somebody says they've never made a mistake, they're fucking lying. And I wouldn't trust that person as far as I can throw them. Mm-hmm. But to kind of bring this kind of back to the original conversation, I think as a parent and as a, like if you were an FTO or you were trying to teach somebody some things, you tell people things. And because you've experienced it and you fucked it up. And you don't want them to repeat the same mistakes. Like you see your kids doing something that you did and you want to stop them from doing the thing that you did. You see the new guy going down a path where either you went down that path or you'd seen somebody go down that path and you know it It might not be sunshine and rainbows. They're probably not going to listen to you. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell them that. But I can think of several times in my life where I can think back and say, my fucking dad warned me about this. My buddy at work, he warned me about this. and I didn't fucking listen. Uh, My friends, my friends. Hey, dude, I wouldn't do that. And I did not listen to them because as humans, fucking think we know everything. So the point of this, everything I just said is this podcast is bullshit. Good night. We love all of you. Just kidding, but I mean, do, do, I have a point there, right? Where like we we're kind of doomed to re, to repeat all the same mistakes.
0: Yes, but I also think in doing that, like you mentioned, uh, telling someone, "Hey, don't go down that path, don't make this decision." Um, n- you know, knowing full well they're going to do it anyway. Well, once that person makes that mistake, or your kid makes that mistake, you've built a little bit of trust in them um eventually and i think a lot of people can attest to this eventually i started to listen to what my dad was saying you know what i mean hey he was right he told me not to do this i did it it fucked me up um and then i did this other thing he told me not to do it as well and it fucked me up so eventually i decided I should probably start listening to my dad because he's been been there and done that uh, as well as the veteran officer, um, you know, on your shift. If he says, ah, let's, 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 let's go this way. Let's do this. Let's approach it in this manner. Um, I built some trust in that guy that tells me to do a, but I do B and it's really fucked up when I do B. Eventually I'm going to start listening to his advice. Does that make sense?
1: That was fucking excellent. Okay. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, I came into this with this whole like, oh, we're fucking, we're never going to change. But you're right. I mean, think about that. Like, I know when I was new, I I w- I got on a senior team because nobody liked this. I don't remember why I got on that team. I think it's nobody wanted to work day shift. And I was like, okay, I got kids. I don't care. And so I, I got on this day shift team with bad days off. And it had some, you know, a few senior people on there that had been around the block a few times. And you, I think, again, you assume they're a cop. They know what they're doing. They're competent. You go on a few calls with them. And once you kind of learn a few things, you're like, God, this guy kind of sucks. Or this guy is fucking excellent. Or this gal is fucking excellent. I need to follow them around on calls because they're going to fucking show me the way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's some advice in there, huh?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So be- yeah. Um, I remember my first came to day shift. I loved hanging around the day shift and just picking their brains and asking questions and being that annoying junior officer on shift that won't leave them alone. Like they really want me to, but, um, but now since I've got, few years on me i find that i uh i'll go seek out the younger guys and talk to them and i i tell a lot of stories not i know it's kind of contrary to what i was saying earlier about the, the silent professional but um especially i i tell more stories of my mistakes and like funny shit that's happened cuz those are always entertaining but i uh i like to tell stories especially to to younger guys and, and girls and whatever else out there in river city but um like to tell a lot of the younger ones stories about how i fucked up just to just to pass along lessons because i think that builds trust as a younger officer because and you think when when you got on as a younger officer, you kind of look at, up to the the older guys and have this mindset that they kind of know everything, kind of like you grew up thinking of your parents that they know everything. And then as you get older, you realize they're just winging it, and everyone is just winging it. It's it, the same thing goes for cops, right? Like I think about all the older guys that when when I got hired growing up, like I, I definitely see. Their flaws is is law enforcement officers now, but um, yeah. So going and talking to those younger officers and kind of putting putting aside your pride, putting aside your pride, and telling them stories about how you screwed up. When they get into a similar situation, they're going to remember that. That's going to be like a, I don't know, kind of a profound memory because it's something to relate to right so maybe they'll think twice as opposed to hey don't do this and end of story
0: yeah i, man, no, the, I, I agree 100 percent. i don't think you're telling tales out of school um you're speaking amongst your squad man your your group your people you're passing on wisdom to the to the younger the younger officers. You're not posting these war stories, uh, you know, on your feed for the world to see. That that's what I'm talking about. Is being a silent professional, like you said, um, speaking amongst people that you trust and passing along wisdom. You're still being a silent professional by doing that you're still being professional by doing that. I don't think you're, you know, tooting your own horn or you, you does that make sense? Yeah. You, you know, that's stuff that needs to be said. I, I had some senior guys when I, I was a very young guy off FTO still had not a fucking clue what I was doing when I got released off FTO. I had senior guys that I looked at as well. And I liked hearing those guys talk i liked hearing their war stories i liked hearing where they fucked up and where they did good and um i liked that and if any young officer um has any wisdom in them at all they will shut their mouth they've only got one mouth they got two ears um so they'll shut their mouth and they'll listen twice as much as they talk
1: did you say shut your mouth
0: shut
2: you're coming off stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I wish I wish I could fucking find the comment thread because I wanted to bring it up and I thought it would just come up, but I can't find it. But I posted a meme sometime within the last couple days, and it was you know, it's your typical trash and admin like you do. And basically what it was is it was an older guy and a younger guy going at each other. The The meme had something or the, the comment, the original comment had something to do. Like, you know, these guys are got four years on the road and they're making Lieutenant. And, you know, uh, I presume a younger guy commented something back like, well, you guys are just mad because we run the station better. I could be way off base here, kids, but if you have four years on and you're a lieutenant, your department has a lot of turnover and a lot of problems. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: don't get me wrong. I think there, we too far often, we see those positions as just promotions and not as taking on a leadership role. There's some dudes that are straight up fucking ballers and straight up leaders at four years, but I think that's probably few and far between. I, I'm just very talking. rare in generalities where somebody with four years on should be a lieutenant within a department that is concerning you know i could see like five six years sarge okay you know if they got a good head on him yeah and depending on you know the structure and, and things like that but to be in a supervisor position at that young god i i just i don't feel like you have a ton of law enforcement experience to be able to say those things and And I get it. It's like uh, the alpha thing and, you know, the new guys think they know everything and the old guys think they know everything. And and I'm a believer that you can learn something from the new guys and you can definitely learn something from the old guys, but it's the, the stupid infighting with stuff like that. And the, I'll just say, you say my opinion on it. I think there's just a lack of respect from the, the younger generation of cops towards the new, new people, which is, God, that's such a boomer thing to say right like oh these young kids don't get it but not to bring the podcast down a little bit but and i you know i you guys know how i fucking feel about the job i i think it's a a very honorable profession and and i'm proud of anybody that stays and toughs it out and you know god bless these guys that are you know working these shitty departments with shitty pay because they care but i remember as a young guy and this is uh, you know, mid to, or, er, you know, this is pre Ferguson and you guys had, and you had guys saying the job's dead. Fuck this place. I hate this fucking job. It's the worst shit ever. You know, go be a fireman. This isn't new. Any everybody. I mean, I, I think it's amplified now, but this is, this is absolutely not new. And I remember thinking as, as young Uh, whatever the fuck my name is, on patrol. This is fucking awesome. How could you hate this? These guys are idiots. They are fucking wrong. They have a bad attitude. Five years later, I was that guy. I still did my job and I had fun at work, but I fucking got what they were talking about. Am I wrong for thinking that? I mean, we're, we're, uh, I guess, let me ask this better. What is, we'll start with you, um, Tobias, I mean, Toby. Uh, what do you think of that, like, old cliche of basically after a certain, you start out, you know, with the, the rose colored glasses, and then you, after a few short years, you're like, yep, I get it. I know why fucking people are so mad and angry and think the job is dead.
2: Yep, dude. Like I relate to this so hard right now. Um man, I remember thinking when I was brand new like these these older Dacia dinosaurs.
1: Did you just... say oh, yeah. dinosaur? Oh
2: my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> I remember thinking these old salty burnout day shift fucks. They're so lazy. They're all angry. Like I am I am never gonna be like that. And now I'm a burnout, salty day shifter. Like I get it. Um the
1: Did you just fart? He did. It was Scotch. It was Scotch, yeah. I heard well, it.
0: whoever smelt it dealt it. If you deny it, you applaud it.
1: Didn't deny it if you (laughs) Uh,
0: go ahead, Tubby. I'm sorry. I interrupted you with so it was you. It was me. I'm yeah. Wow. I'm not why would anyone deny a fart ever? I don't know. I still say it was Lloyd. Nah it wasn't Lloyd, it was me. Don't take that from me.
2: No, it was Lloyd. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, dude, I'm just, you get to that point in your career. And for, I mean, me personally, I'm, I've been there the past few years. You get to like seven year mark and the, the newness, the, the fun that, I don't know about the fun, but like the obsession has worn off the honeymoon phase is over and it, it, it becomes just a job, you know, you go home, you do your thing and you're, you're that person away from work. It's different from being at work. You you don't think about work when you're at home because all it does is stresses you out and pisses you off. And there's only so much you could take, you know, I had this training recently and, uh, the subject matter was like mental health, PTSD. And the guy putting it on talks about death by a, a thousand small cuts, right? It's like shit adds up, you know, like there's only so much that you can deal with and still be obsessive about work in a good way. Um, and you, you get to that point and it's, it's just not what it was. Your little, Little more negative about things a little salty you've been burned a few times maybe you've been sued maybe you've been suspended you've been stabbed in the back fucked over by your own department your own workers and shit just adds up
1: i got something hopefully it doesn't have an ad
2: is it a velociraptor? The human
1: papillomavirus no. is so common. It's a four-second video. Now a vaccine.
0: It's about HPV the papillomavirus. The just let it play, so folks know.
1: That's why we recommend the HPV vaccine for boys and girls starting at age nine.
2: Dude, why don't you just mute the ads? Now you have become the very
1: thing you swore to destroy. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? I think I have to. Replay Thanks. This. I heard <laughs> a, an ad about human papillomavirus. Shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. Hold on a second.
2: Now you have become the very thing you swore to destroy.
1: Did you hear it? I heard it. Thanks. No, I think that happens to us is as cops, you're like these fucking new guys, they are these fucking old guys, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm never gonna be them. And I think I would say over 80% become them. Maybe not in, in practice, but in principle, you know, the way their mind turns fuck this, fuck that, everything bullshit, you know? What do you think about mm-hmm. it, Scotch?
0: Yeah, that's a pretty common trend. Um, I mean, I have a few, I don't, I don't know if you would call them remedies for that, and I've said them to you guys. I've said them on the podcast. Um, but burnout is a real thing. Um, It's, I hate to say it, but it's, it's, it's going to happen at some point. Um, i've hit you know i've got 14 years in and i've hit burnout several times in my career and depending on your department you may not be able to do a lot about it but like i said i've i've been able to try to find a niche try to find something focus on something um other than the day in, day out, uh horse that, that burns me out. Um, if it's a new area to patrol, or maybe I'll pay a little more attention to, you know, a particular area. Um, it's not so easy to, to become a part of a special unit. Um, but if that's a possibility, maybe focus some of your energy there. Um, if, if, you know, interdiction stuff. You know, if that's your thing, maybe focus a little more on interdiction. If you seem to have a knack for you know burglaries um, and solving those, or or whatever. Um, if you have a seem to have a knack for dealing with uh, you know folks in mental health crisis, um, maybe try to respond to to those calls more often. Um, if you're good at dealing with folks like that um, with with those problems, but Try to, I mean, change something, change something up. Don't be alarmed if you hit a wall. Don't be alarmed. It, it can happen. It's going to happen. Uh, just, just try to have, try to have an avenue, I guess, of escape. And also, um, you know, stop being a bitch and come <laughs> on. <off. laughs> <laughs> Maybe introduce some Velociraptor to your life, uh, but but there's man, there, there there's always something. There's always there's always uh, uh, another avenue to take. There's always another option. There, there's always something else uh, if you look hard enough.
1: I agree. I think we're gonna we're we're close to wrapping this up, but I definitely want to do the officer of the podcast and then. I've teased this a little bit, and I was going to avoid it, but I, I, I don't know. We're going to talk about it. But first off, of the podcast, as you guys know, you can nominate your friends. Not your friends. Nominate your coworkers that do a good job that are not being recognized or, fuck, they need to be recognized more. You can email me at poorlymadepolicemes at gmail.com. That's preferred, or send me a message. Uh, the Ghost Ghost Patch has generously donated the officer of the podcast patches so i can send them out to you fine folks this comes from blankety blank they would like to nominate their partner officer blankety blank of the black blankety 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 of blankety for his outstanding number of 49 owis in a year his goal was 50 he always comes up with he always comes to work with a good attitude no matter what's going on He's a great partner and a great team player. He's always willing to go the extra mile and deserves anything to help out. I'm sorry. He's always going the extra mile and willing to do anything to help out. He's an amazing cop all around. The law enforcement community could definitely use a million more officers like him. I wouldn't trade him for a million dollars. He deserves the recognition. She said she loves the podcast. Keep the 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 good work up, Lenny. I You might not have heard about this, but i really miss him but good work blankety blank i will be sending you out a patch and uh she or they uh they mentioned the million dollars thing and i questioned that i sent him an email back it's like really a million dollars and they were like yeah he's worth a million dollars so he must be a hell of a cop so because i'd fucking sell you guys out for that let's give this guy a (laughs) nice warm Air horn and some applause. <laughs> Here's where we're going to leave this today. I, I feel like it's the uh, elephant in the room, and we're not we're not talking about me. I'm the elephant in the room, but we talked about quitting a lot in this in this podcast and learning, and the the conversation I had had with these these guys this morning, and then. I don't know just where my where my head has been at of late. I have a lot of guilt for leaving. And I know a lot of people a lot of people have been really awesome saying no, don't. You know, they're glad I left and they're happy for me and you know when any anybody criticizes me for leaving, they they stick up for me and I'm very thankful for that. But I, I would be curious if uh there's people out there that have left within the last year or two that kind of feel like I, like I feel like I, I, I feel like I had a lot left in the tank as far as being a cop. I I don't regret leaving where I left, but I definitely, uh, I feel like I, I kind of fell into some old habits. You know, we are talking about learning from your mistakes and I wish I would have maybe taken a second, and instead of having, you know, this one plan to leave, I should have thought, all right, well, let's leave, but maybe let's 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 look at some other avenues of escape instead of the one, you know, the, the the path of least resistance. I I should have left that place and I I don't think that city deserves cops. I think there's a lot of cities in this country that do not deserve cops, but the people that stay and they care. Good, good on you. And if they're staying because it's best for their family, it's good on you. I will never shit on you for that. I might crack some jokes, but I will never shit on you for that. But, and I know you guys are still on the job, but, but fuck, man. I definitely, I guess I'm just saying this so I feel better. And, and hopefully, I don't necessarily feel better, but just, you know, it feels good to get it out and talk about it a little bit. But I, I would be curious if... If people are going through the same thing where they're like, I wish, I wish have, I would have done something differently instead of just taking out. Now, I, I know a lot of people, like, I guess a lot of people do actually get into creating police content and all that, but I know that's kind of a weird path to take and I talk shop all the fucking time, but I would be super curious if, if other people had left. And are having a hard time. It's, I guess feeling like they fucking. They let them win. You know. Uh Something I tell my kids. Is don't, don't let fucking bullies have another notch. In their belt. And you know sometimes I'm like. Well did I follow my own advice? Did I let. Did I let the terrible. Police organization. Be a notch in the belt. Did I let the. Shitty voters. And shitty politicians be a notch. I was a notch in their belt. You guys, you guys hear where I'm coming from?
0: I, I got you. Um, I have a couple of final thoughts, if I may. Um, sure. Kind of tie to yours, especially about regret. Um, fuck last week, man. Who gives a fuck what happened last week? Um, everybody's on their own journey. Uh, you, you got your life is your journey. And I've, I've said this to drug addicts before, you know, trying to recover or whatever the folks that really want to recover. Um, it's part of your fucking journey. Uh, it's, it's part of your adventure, uh, that we, we call, we call life. It's, it's part of it. You make a huge ass mistake and it fucks the hell out of you. um, that's your story. That, that's your fucking story. Who wants to die? And at the end, you know, wherever you're at when you die, you you would get the opportunity to sit down and talk about your life. Do you want to have a boring fucking story or do you want to have a badass fucking tale of, you know, the shit that you fucked up um, that almost cost you your life, almost cost you your marriage? Almost cost you a, a great friendship. Um, almost cost you your career, your freedom. Um, who wants a boring ass story and a boring ass journey? No one. So, whatever you've, whatever mistakes you've made in the past, don't see it as regret. See it as as part of your journey and part of your story. And you own that shit. Um, if you fucked up somewhere, uh, you own that shit that's you That's part of who you are and now you're better. Um, and, and, I, I, I want to say that I came up with the analogy and maybe I didn't, maybe I heard it somewhere, but I'm, I, I, I want to say that it was the thought in my head several years ago, um, about mistakes and, and scars. And a lot of times mistakes that we make, and maybe, maybe we don't make mis- the, the mistake, but, Shit that happens to us leaves scars, and I'll I'll use it as a a, in a physical sense. Um, You fall and and uh, you cut the shit out of your out of your elbow. You know, it's going to leave a scar. Um, You're not going to forget the pain. Um, It may leave you temporarily. You know, or it may come and go as the thought of how bad that fall hurt, that hurt your elbow, but it leaves a fucking scar and that scar grows back and it grows back tougher. A, a scar grows back on the on, on your person, on your skin. It grows back tougher. Uh, the skin is tougher there. And most of the time, there's not a lot of nerve endings in that scar, meaning that it can't feel the same intense pain as it did before. So when shit happens to you that's bad or you do shit to yourself that's bad, you make a mistake that's bad, you're going to get a mental scar and that shit's going to heal back. Um, if you let it, it's going to heal back and it's going to be tougher and stronger and able to endure more because of that scar. So just because you make a bad decision in your past, don't see it as regret. See it as a scar that healed. And it's now stronger um, and can and can endure more because you had that scar. Had the scar not been there. <laughs> <Ganey>! <laughs> no, you're
1: right. Real
0: mature, Lloyd. Sorry. Anyway, if I had a fart, I would fart in my phone right now. But anyway. <laughs> no,
1: I you're right. I mean you're right. You're not wrong. No pressure. Toby, but follow up.
0: Don't tell me. You thought I was sleeping, didn't you? (laughs) Acting. Mm -hmm. Improv. Did he fall asleep again?
2: No, what was the question, though? You talked so long, I forgot what the
0: question was. Sorry, I just had. I wrote down. I actually, I wrote down the regret thing. I was just given my final thoughts.
1: It's well, just, I had the soothing had,
2: sounds of it is Michael Scotch. God,
1: I had. Just, I basically had um expressed that I sometimes I think I might have fucked up with my decision to leave. Oh, um, that was a while ago. I was,
0: um, he
1: talked. I was telling Lloyd,
0: sorry, God, you just edit. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not editing shit. what you said was great. It's not our fault that Toby doesn't pay attention,
2: <laughs> and it's not my fault either. That's hard, right? Right, <laughs> you no. Know, just... So Lloyd knows just get in here and ease the seat back, and those eyelids get a little heavy. And well, let, let's end it with this. I,
1: I say everything I said, and I meant everything I said as far as like and if anybody can tell I'm a I'm a fucking overthinker. I, I overthink the shit out of stuff. No. No. Yeah. Sorry, guys, because I'm always blowing you guys up. Hey, what do you think about this? But my dad said something once. You know, what's, he He told me about an oral board he had, and, and I hope I don't butcher the story, but basically that they asked, and they didn't like the answer, but they asked, you know, what? what is your biggest regret? You know, what's something you wish you wouldn't have done? And he goes, I made, I don't have regret. I made a decision and I lived with those decisions and I lived with those choices. I think he's right. You know, and I think he's right. And and I really should live by that. But, you know, I am who I am. Uh, I got things to work on. But I, I think that is to a point. All right. Sometimes you're dealt a hand. Sometimes you deal your own hand. You still have to play the cards just so play the cards you can't worry about well if i shuffle them a little bit differently or you just have to play what's in front of you and you know the more time you spend thinking about what's behind you you can't change it like you can't change any of it and as stupid as it is for me to like think like god like i wish this or that it doesn't matter it's already done so i, mean- I can only do what i can do from this point forward i don't have a time machine yet that could be the next podcast is the time machine podcast
2: but, but you know every every mistake and every possible regret that you have is a lesson learned right like absolutely, you're, you're always going to yeah. be different from that moment on and hopefully you'll remember that mistake that you made and Approach it different later. I mean, every, every mistake that I've made on the job or off the job is, is a lesson for me, you know, and hopefully I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, not more mature, but maybe a little bit smarter. Not that much.
1: Yeah. And I want to throw a disclaimer out real quick. If you're thinking about leaving the job, I hope this is helpful, but at least you're not gonna. Uh, I mean, if my opinion matters, which it should not, it should not matter at all. You need to do what's best for you, and hopefully, you know, anything that any of my guests—I don't call them my guests. That sounds like a chief. Any of my officers, anybody that's been on this podcast, I fucking hated that. My officers. I don't know why. I fucking hated that. Nah, bitch. I'm. I'm me. I'm not. I don't. You don't fucking own me. That's that's a weird thing. But anyway, little little tick I have there. But anyone that's been on this podcast, I hope could be something you look at and you may disagree, you may agree, but hopefully it's something you think about and, and take into those considerations. But uh, what I was getting to though, is I don't want anybody on that ledge of, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want you to think any of us, and I'm going to speak for you guys, would fucking shit, shit on you for leaving. Like, oh, Lenny regretted, sorry, Lloyd regretted, leaving so maybe I shouldn't leave it might be something to think about but make your own decisions based on what's best for you because only you know and sometimes you don't sometimes you don't know what's best for you but uh, be don't be the person that lets other people make your decision, let other people guide you, learn from their experiences, learn from what they say, but you know the buck has to start with you Fair?
0: it's fair. I like it. Yeah, easy with that
2: buck talk, you're gonna get Scotch going. To um, be fair. um to, be fair. to be fair, to be fair,
1: did you say buck talk, <laughs> Well, guys? If it, I, I hope, I hope, I hope people got past uh, when you came in because I think we had a lot of. A lot of good shit to say afterwards. And I hope, as always, this was uh, something to think about and made you laugh a little bit. Well, you guys, you guys know what to do. Take care of the fine sponsors of the podcast. I'm pretty sure it's Christmas time still. Who knows with everything going on. And uh, so buy yourself some nice presents. Buy yourself some presents because you know you're just going to get shit. Just buy yourself something nice. Buy your buddy something nice. They don't want a gift card to Chipotle. They want a poorly made mug. And your wife, she doesn't want Hallmark Christmas ornaments. She wants poorly made police ornaments. Order them soon. Get them on your tree. They'll be great. With that said, you guys remember, use my knowledge. I beg of you. And I love most of you. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: Soundboard is fucking ridiculous.